So welcome to Pizza Cultura, part of Pizza Club. We are here, Peter, Tom, and I, to talking about uh, pizza, poetry, and songs, which is a, a topic that I know that Peter cares so much about it. So before we start, I think we should say that you should follow us as usual on every channel, YouTube, uh, on your podcasting platform, so you can listen to all this fun conversation about all the weird thing about pizzas so well we, we'll get back to the book later this was just an introduction to break the ice but uh, peter i know that you really care about talking uh, um, pizza as a main topic for poetry and songs uh, did you do you well yes i do pepe um i'm mainly intrigued by historical stuff and how that the history was recorded so the theory would be, or at least the hope would be, was anything of historical value documented and recorded in songs or poetry, and do we still have it? And I'm looking for clues. So I'm looking for anything that would have a clue. And if it's in a song, so be it. Let's see, or let's hear the song. And uh, I know that you probably have a book there by Mr. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, Tommaso. yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, there it is. There it is. It's, it's walking in front of the camera while we're talking. Now, who wrote that, uh, Pepe? So, Tommaso Esposito, this is a, a friend of mine. I mean, uh, I, I know him. We Good go night. and pizza together. And uh, he's, a, he's a journalist. Uh, he's a doctor, actually. So, he's actually a freelance journalist. Uh, who specialized in food? He, he, he contributes to a lot of guides. Uh, historically, has done that, but he's a really great, uh, pas passionate about uh, food history, especially Neapolitan food history. And right. he wrote this book, which is peculiar because it's all about how pizza is being represented in the songs in, in through the Neapolitan music uh, through the centuries. And yes, I'm saying through the centuries because. The first song, if I remember well, I just have to browse through the pages because I read this a while ago. Uh, the first song, uh, wait, maybe it's in the back. But anyway, it's it's at least three centuries ago. It it, it comes from the first uh, score. It starts from the first score that he found until the most recent and most famous pizza song, which is called... Uh, at, you want to sing the, it, Tom? The... Does he no no? Does he mention the song that I mentioned to you earlier? Is that in the book? No, no, because the oh. the, 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 so, the song that you mentioned is only a passage about the song. But this this song is specifically. Ah, I mean, okay. they're not okay. really specifically on pizza. So pizza it is mentioned in these songs. Uh, mm -hmm. But uh, wait, you should you should say what what was the song that you were uh, we were talking about. So so do, I mean, just to clue people in, um, we were we were talking about the topic today, which, as Pepe said, is kind of. Um, pizza in poetry and songs and the only pizza related song or kind of lyrics in a song that I could think of is Napoli by Gigi D'Alessio and Lucio no, no, Dalla say, and those... say, it, say it again because you, you wrote it well exactly exactly yeah. with uh, from the 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 amazing Gigi D'Alessio Gigi Finizio Lucio Dalla um but that's the only one I could think of. And like Pepe said, it's only, it's like a half a, a verse where they talk about the pizza margherita and Regina and all that. Yeah, kind of stuff. It's a, that, that song is amazing. I, <laughs> I love it. By the way, uh, Lucio Dalla is quite an outsider in that song because uh, uh, it's uh, three Neapolitan singers and Lucio Dalla is from Bologna. But Lucio yeah. Dalla is famous because he actually wrote a song in Neapolitan, which is 
I, I think it's worldwide famous, which is called Te Voglio Ben Assai, which is sort of a, an, I wouldn't say an air, an aria, but it's um, uh, because it, it was sort of inspired by Caruso in yeah. terms of, uh, yes. It and it was, sort of... it was famous throughout Italy. It wasn't just Neapolitans who loved that song. No, like, but I I think, I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure there are Northern Italians. The yeah, and there were Northern Italians who learned dialect just because of that song, basically. Yeah. Oh, sorry, Neapolitan so, language. So to say he's an outsider, uh, is, uh, it doesn't give him justice because uh, he actually, um, well, he actually speaks in Italian. He's the only one really speaking in Italian in the song Napoli. But he does it with a passion and a, and a sentiment. And I, I'm, I'm getting a bit carried away out of the topic, but uh, it's a song that uh, if, if you want to uh, find it on YouTube, do it because it, it's great. It's great Napo modern Neapolitan music. It's, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, sort of, it's sort of a modern classic. Uh, but anyway, back to this book. So this was written by uh, Tomas Esposito. He did uh, a great research about historical uh, songs uh, that mentioned pizza or were also for, well, not really focusing on pizza, but where pizza played a great part. And it's interesting because uh, he also, he sort of, uh, trace uh, uh, an historical line of how pizza was represented uh, in uh, in our Neapolitan culture because of course those songs were not really about pizza but uh, they were representing different sides of Naples at the time so we're talking about from the 17th century uh, till the 20th century so you could have sort of an overview of how Naples evolved through the centuries in songs that mentioned the pizza, but there were songs where uh, they were actually talking about uh, uh, couple relations uh, or just uh, the daily life of the workmen and so on and so on. So I don't specifically remember any, any example because to be honest, many of these songs were actually really unknown to me. I mean, they're not the most famous Neapolitan songs ever. He really did a great historical research. So he went into the archive, he found the original score, and uh, he actually um, also, when he, when he found the, 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 the roots of the song, he also traced the line of when was the, uh, the, the song first performed, in which festivals. Um, when, maybe one thing you might not know is that in the past, Naples was um, um, was the venue of a very famous mu music festival, which was the Festival of Piedigrotta, uh, where they celebrated uh, the Holy Mary and whatever. And it, it was a great musical festival. It was very important to the Neapolitan people, but then I think it got cancelled, uh, uh, possibly before the Second World War. I don't have the dates uh, about that. But in, in, speaking of music festival, the last book, uh, uh, sorry, the last song of this book, so the, this book ends with the, the most famous songs ever written on pizza, which is called A Pizza, which was a, a song that was performed. Oh, the, that'll make the, the people in New Haven happy. <laughs> Have you ever heard of this song, uh, Tom? No, you might no, know it. I think that if it. I hum it or sing it, uh, you might have heard it. It's the one that, I might that know goes, the melody. It's the one that goes, uh, Ma tu voleva pizza? A pizza, ah, a pizza, yeah, a bumarola, yeah, yeah. Cop yes, okay. this is, course, this, is course, course, yeah. this has become uh, the stereotypical Neapolitan song about pizza, and it was first well, and it's it's the one that that is probably kind of tagged to Instagram posts some of the you know yeah. most frequently or certainly. I, I think that's one yeah. of them, uh, the the most popular, especially in Italy. 
and and the, the great thing we are we we are in the right period to talk about this song because this was presented originally at the Sanremo festival uh, let me double check which year again so for people that don't know the Sanremo festival is the most important musical festival in Italy which is an uh an in, like a, a national show that happened once a year and uh, it's the show where that it's, everyone it's, talks and Pe- about. Pepe is, Pepe is going to cringe at this comparison. <laughs> it's kind of like Eurovision, but not awful. <laughs> but not awful. Well, that depends yeah. on the point of view. <laughs> um, I mean, I, I'd, I'd say Eurovision is in a, a kind of place of its but, own when it comes to the sheer the, horror. But. The, the, winner, the winner of uh, Sanremo are the one that goes Who go to, on to, yeah, to yeah. Eurovision to represent yeah. Italy. The, yeah, the, the yeah but but at least San Remo has some some kind of seriousness and a little bit of kind of cultural cachet to it, whereas Eurovision is basically just it's like a drinking game at this point. But yeah, yeah. anyway, we, and then, we and anyway, Eurovision only happens in one night, whereas the Sanremo Festival uh, it happens in one week. And uh, for who don't know, Sanremo is this town in the Liguria region. So that's where the Cinque Terre are. So the the Italian Riviera, how's it called? And uh, it's known especially because of the flower. They have this big production of flowers. So it, it's all around Sanremo. It's all around flowers and the festival. And for one week every year, the whole country stops just to watch this festival. And everyone talks just about that. So, of course, at the time that this song uh, came out on the festival. The festival was was big, but not as big as it is today. Because probably I don't know. I think it, uh, it was sort of ten years old. I'm sorry because I'm browsing through the page, through the page of the book and I don't remember. Uh, I just oh. I just wanted to ask um, Peter something. So is this when you're kind of compiling your your historic research and stuff that you then pass through? Are songs and poetry? Uh, a source that you have used or it's it's something that remains relatively unexplored for you or what's what's the skinny well um to the extent that i have them i want to translate them but it's non-trivial to some of the poetry that i have as i think you know because i've sent you one of them that it's not obvious what they actually mean but we do have a couple from the early 20th century that were um created here in america but they're in a weird Neapolitan-ish dialect that we couldn't sort of decipher totally. But we sort of know the context of it. We know who it's about. Um, And as I say, any clue that we can get as to how things were, we have so few sources that literally any sentence, any scrap, any even phrase or word they use could mean something. So if we have it, it's sort of, behooves us to use it but we just don't have a lot so we just have two or three sources in terms of that i don't think i'm not aware of any song that was in the early 20th century the songs came i think the earliest one was that i know of was probably in the late 30s so that's why pepe in his book over there actually it's not his book it's mr uh tomaso so that was published in 2013 uh well yeah if I, I mean you remember better than me <laughs> well i just found it online so that's why um yeah so i'm looking for a copy I, I, of pepe or how could one if our vast audience out there was 
intrigued to by this book. Yeah. Well, I think do they have to go it. to Naples? No, I think you can buy it on Amazon, but I think it's on Amazon uh, Italy. I checked. So I checked. I checked. And it's not both. on Amazon Italy. Uh, my poor skills, I could find it on Amazon. Well, let me IT. Let, let me check for you. Uh, and it doesn't it, have a preview in Google, and it's not under PDF, so I can't even get it bootlegged. Well, uh, indeed, uh, of course, it's been published by uh, a small publishing house that probably is from is from Naples. So not many people will have read this book. Uh, and by the way, look at the nice touch. Tommaso also I saw included that. a CD. I song. saw that. That's nice. Yeah. Yeah, this is this is nice, uh, but uh, but I mean, at least this is a collection of the all the historical songs in Naples. But then I have to say that U.S. quite caught up uh, caught us up from that because there are so many American songs that are dedicated to pizza in modern times. Hmm. I mean, yeah, you, but they you, don't have the juice that you guys have. That's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for the historical juice. I will. Pepe, okay. what I'm really asking you is, can you send me a translation of the best songs <laughs> that I can use for my book? That's what every, I really every, want. Let's cut to the chase song. here. No, 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 no. Just the pre 20th century. Maybe we'll we'll agree upon a date. We can well, they, cut they, it off. They, at... They're all pre 20th century. That's the thing. Oh <laughs> no, I thought yeah. it went up to 1966. It said. Uh, no? Up to 1960s, but then the majority of the songs that were from the previous century before the 20th century. That's why it's okay. a great historical research. Okay. I mean, uh, I will have to read it again. Maybe one I... a week? Yeah, that's not a lot to ask. <laughs> you see, even. Maybe even at the beginning of... or at the end of our programming here, you can sing for us. That would be great, I think. I think that's well, only I, uh, fair, Tom. I have no idea how to sing I, this I'm, song. I'm that, yeah. <laughs> no, you can, you know. We're not well, going to hide. I told, I told, I told you. I mean, I, I can, I can do my, my best. But I told you, you have to come to Naples and you have to meet Tommaso because <sighs> yeah, you well. and the guy will have a lot in common and a lot to talk about. He's, he's really passionate about pizza. If you go into his house, I, I think. I mean, I, I've never been, been into his house, but I talked to him uh, through Zoom, and I've seen it, all the books and all the stuff that he has in his room, and he has even. Uh, uh, LP 45 players with uh, even American songs about pizza and stuff. Oh. Uh, so stuff that he has collected so he's, for decades. So I mean, he's he's full, you know, knee deep in this. Then he's, he's hard yeah. passing it. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, he, I, he's I mean, like he's like Peter and Scott Wiener type. Uh, exactly. Obsessive. I mean, P yeah. the, the people that know Tommaso in uh, the, the I mean our <clears> small <throat> circle in Naples, we actually revere him because uh, for the kind of knowledge that he has and. Uh, the historical knowledge, because he is also, uh, I don't even know how old he is, but I mean, he's way older than me. So he, he knows he knows a lot and uh, he's really into the Neapolitan culture and food culture. So it's great. It's a joy to hear him speaking, believe me. And this is the kind of research that no one and he, he lives, done. And he lives in Naples, though? He lives in Naples. Yes, yeah. he lives in Naples. Nice. And uh, it's great. Um, I want to show you also another book. This is more um, more recent and less historical. But I have this one called uh, When the Cuisine Becomes Poetry. Hmm. And it's been written uh, by, well, I have to, to say, I don't know these two other guys, but Salvatore De Rinaldi is a pizzaiolo and he's an AVPN pizzaiolo. And they uh, have done these nice books with uh, basically they wrote down uh, uh, poetry about food. And of course, there are also poetry about pizza, for actually mostly about pizza, as you can see. And uh, for example, there is one, uh, let me see if I can find one. Uh, well, there are so many poetry. Oh, there, there is the guy. He's Salvatore De Rinaldi. He's the pizzaiolo. And, and it's cool because uh, at the end of the day, yes, you say, Peter, the historical juice 
but one day this book will become history. So there will be people maybe in one century where that will read this poetry and will uh, remind of us as a, again as a, a people, uh, the Neapolitan people with a lot of theatrical passion, a lot of uh, poetry in their mind. And they, 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 they just write lyrics about the food. Think how, think how passionate we are on food, about food and pizza. Just think, Peter, one day you will be part of, of uh, pizza history yourself. Well, I'll definitely know I'll be history. It's a bit inception I'll be history. Yeah, yeah, yeah we, we will all be. Yeah. Uh, Would you ever write a, a song about pizza? Yeah. yeah? Or course. a poetry? Why not? Yeah. <laughs> have you ever tried? I have not tried. No, I've not even thought to try. Actually, there's so much to do that no, I, I, I don't need. I don't need more to, distractions that's the main thing i need to focus that's what my problem well, is there is a guy that uh, does it regularly let me see if i can uh, find him uh, because he's on instagram he, i think he's the guy but i'm not sure because they have similar name uh no that's not the guy there is a guy on instagram let me just Tom feels my voice. Yeah, go, go, go ahead, Pepe. Yeah, P Peter, you could you could make a little pizza limerick or something as part of the the prologue to your book. Mm. <laughs> I'm not sure if that would uh, lower the vibe, but um, might be a nice little touch. Mm. I, I am, of course, um, being a bit facetious, Peter. Don't worry. Although if this if this guy does bespoke ones, maybe maybe you could include some. Sorry, he writes poetry or, or songs, Pepe. Um, so I found actually more than one profile of a pizza of guys writing poets poems about pizza. So there is this guy called the Pizza Laureate. I don't know how to pronounce Laureate, it. Yeah, Laureate, yeah, Laureate. Laureate, yes. So if you open his profile, there are pictures with uh, with stuff on it which i don't know if i would classi classify as poetry but it's pretty peculiar and there is also this article these are all linked that i saved oh, so i hate all this pop-up um, original poetry po composed for pizza lovers so yeah. i uh, and i have this article on gambit best the, nola.com Pizza Poet Laureates, inspiring the next generation of poets one's lives at a time. Uh, this, this is tough, guys. This is tough. It's, a, it's an interview about this guy writing poetry on pizza. And then there was also another one that I remember to... I don't remember what was his name. There was this, the profile of this guy uh, that basically writes uh, poetry about pizzas. And he also shape it in a graphic way like sort of a, the graphic of a slice of pizza or whatever, this kind of things. But I still have to retrieve it. So please go ahead and talk while I'm doing my research. I, I should really get come to this talk prepared, more, more prepared. So Peter, what, what's, no, no, it's fine, Pepe. It's, it's you know, it's, it's low key. Um, <laughs> what is, what's the time frame for, for your book? <laughs> like when when do you have to do you have to have a first draft done by a certain time or it's kind of it's no. just whenever you're ready or no it should have been done 10 years ago but you okay know, okay a decade slipped you, you don't now, have publishers kind of hounding you with no you know, thank god draft, no okay. no 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 i do have an upcoming article that even doesn't have a deadline so even that you know if it's on the web it's not going to be 
it doesn't really get held to anything, but mm. um, I, okay. I, um, no, it's, I mean, I didn't do it. It's enough. just a kind of magnum opus that you want to get out there type thing. Um, sort of, yeah. I mean, okay. it's a little bit of a scandal because I should have, I should have been writing for, I mean, it would have been a good, very good book, I think, if I would have published it 10 years ago that no one would have really cared about, I think. Because I think I inevitably I would have written a book. But then that's, that's, then that's good that you've, you've kind of pushed it off a bit, no? Because well, you're waiting until, right. you know, the market is a, at a fever pitch where they'll receive it more, more readily. A fever pitch. Yeah, that's a bit of a stretch, Tom. But yes, I mean, I think the classic thing that on a book like this, if you're not very, very, very careful, it can be a reference book that no one really cares about. Even ah, okay. I wouldn't really okay. read the book. Like I would have a tough time in reading a reference book like that. And I'm involved in it. Um, so you kind of have to have a human focal point, what sure. people will be intrigued by. Yeah, and the human interest element. Yeah, and I'm not even convinced that people still read books. Uh, like, what? Here's a question: What percentage of the audience or the population out there above 15, say, actually reads a book a year? Just a book a year, or more? I would of think it's own, probably less than 10 percent. Yeah, of their own right. volition, not work re re related. Right, exactly. Yeah, I'm I, thinking it's less than 10 percent. I mean, I, less I, I would before. assume that 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 data is probably out there somewhere. And yeah, I I, I, I think you're probably within the ballpark, um, which is a little bit sad. Um, I mean, it, you know, we, we were kind of talking about this before we came on. You know, you, people can look at things on Kindle or online. And does that still count as reading a book? Because you're reading it in electronic format rather than actual, you know, musky paper. Um, but uh, yeah, I I don't know. Well, maybe, well if there's an audio book, I want Tom to. I'm sorry. No, I said maybe you should you should write poetry about pizza to uh, make people come back and write a book. Give, well, give them something to read about. Actually, Pepe, I think if we did poetry on pizza, it would be less than a tenth of a percent. I think the numbers <laughs> for that would be so because no one does poetry anymore. I mean, who writes poetry? Oh, I mean. No, See, I, would, I would. I mean, no. I'm exaggerating, but no one is reading poetry. But it, again, I I think, and you know, I don't want to go into the the weeds too much in this, but I would say, as ever, it kind of hinges on how you define the term. I think poetry includes lyrics well, to songs. Not rap. And, okay. Okay. And, fine. Yeah. And and whilst you know, look, I mean, I, I will I will grumble and mumble with the best of them about you know this mumble rap nonsense that is kind of de rigueur these days and modern music and uh, why I don't understand why actually, no, I'm not, I'm not, I was going to say, I don't understand why everyone loves a certain pop star, but I'm way too scared to say that because I've heard that this person's fans are pretty, um, pretty, pretty hardcore. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I still think the lyrics in most songs qualify as poetry and there are, you know, a ton of, uh, you know, independent folksy, you know, or punk rock or whatever, you know, that are still writing some, some I, don't legit think, I don't think we have you on the record, Tom. Uh, do you like mm -hmm. rap or are you a fan or no? Yeah, I'm a, I'm a fan of, I mean, I grew up on a kind of balance of. That's what I thought. Punk rock, heavy metal and rap. 
So um, I, I think you'd be the perfect type then to do a rap song about pizza. No, I would. No? I would not. No, I think the uh, I would want the earth to open. You don't want to take that you. plunge. No, no. You're not no, ready for that. Not really. Pepe, no, aren't you, you shocked by that? Well, uh, you would have here? to. You would have to get me on a Trumpian level of uppers and Adderall and and you know whatever <laughs> in order to make me want to do that. Well, if yeah, you I see like, the red in your you face like, is not conducive to the same. So if you like uh, if you like the idea of pizza and rap, but then I can recommend you a great song and YouTube video, which is called mm. Home Slice. And it's been done okay. by Crucial featuring Artisan Brian, who, by the way, is a, a pizza maker. And uh, where, where are they based? Sorry, in the States or in, in Italy? In the, in the States, yes. Home Slice? Okay. It's called Home Slice. Just check Crucial. Uh, Crucial is written K R. Three, W C C I A L, and featuring Artisan Brian, who is a pizza maker. And oh yeah, I know. The... I mean, I I know of Artisan Brian because he's good friends with Sirhan and and you know exactly, guys that exactly. I'm friends with. Um, and did you know? Did oh, you know awesome. that he, he participated in in this? Uh, no, I I never heard of this. Where he also has his own share of singing. You should have a look at it. Looking hmm, on YouTube, cool. but just write his name and the word home slice, which is I've the name him. of the song. Right. Okay. Yeah, no, I, I, I found it's, the... it's pretty cool. It's a it's a shame. It's a shame that that video didn't get so many views because it's a the, the song is nice. Uh, the video is very well done. It has less than 10k. I think we should really push it uh, to a, I mean, I, I'd be I'd it. be tempted to to play it over the airways now, but we might get dinged for copyright or something. So we should probably I mean, clear I, it with I them. I don't think so. Well, I mean, no, we'll, we'll clear it with I don't think they they went mainstream yeah. or they copyrighted the song to some major. I think they might they might be happy to hear the song. So I I'll, I should say still very go cool. ahead. I mean, look, it, it just shows that that, and I get you know to to your point, Peter, about whether there is a you know a, a large enough receptive audience. I, I feel like pizza geekery is kind of, you know, not not even approaching its peak, but it, it's peak pizza. You know, it, it, huh? Peak pizza? No. Peak, peak no. Uh, no, but I, I, you know, I feel like that it's spreading far and wide. You know, like even in even in the UK, you know, the the kind of general pizza IQ is 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 on the up and up and up and up and up. You know, on an upwards trend. Um, in the U.S., you know, people are, are, are getting, you know, more knowledgeable, more excited about the geekier side of things. And, uh, you know, I, I guess the pandemic played a big part in this because everyone started doing things at home and, and experimenting with making pizza themselves. And that was, you know, a kind of gateway drug, so to speak. But, um, yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, I think I, I, I don't think you and look, I think your point about injecting a bit of human interest into it is a very well taken one and a very, you know, wise one. But I don't think anyone would just kind of dismiss a historical pizza work as okay, this is just a you know, a reference book. I think there's enough of an audience that are down with that geekery that exactly. they'll wrap it up. Con- consider consider that that's not been my been... experience. No, but the you know the times they are changing. To quote Bob Dylan, mm. so um, <laughs> very good time. I mean, yeah. I mean, consider that everything has been uh, already said uh, and told about pizza. You you could actually say something new. And, and, mm. You know, this little nuances, geeky thing, as Tom said, that, that can actually fascinate the people and say, "Oh, look, they were writing poetry and songs about pizza even two centuries ago." Who would not be fascinated yeah. about these stories? I don't. 
Yeah, no, I know what you're saying. I just find that I think there's a level of uh, involvement that people are w w willing to commit to. They say they're intrigued. They might be, I, I think they need a sentence or a paragraph and, and they're good. So it's, They don't want to read a chapter. They don't want to yeah. read a book. They don't want to buy yeah. the book for it. I, that's no, just I, a gut I, feeling of mine that I just, in in talking to people and in doing articles, you get a response, but it's about 1% of the audience out there who really you're, cares. You're now, not, you're even not that wrong. You're not wrong that there is an attention span deficit that you need to take into account. But I, I do think there is, there's a kind of bedrock of interest that would at least allow, you know, like it might be a coffee table book, you know, people would just kind of, you know, like if it has nice pictures, which again speaks to the visual element. But, you know, there, there was a photo on, um, I think it was Colin's uh, Instagram, uh, Taste of New Haven, um, where it was Frank Pepe's from like, 40s or 50s or something and there was a picture of someone in the window eating pizza with a knife and fork and he's like right. see this proves you know xyz right and you know the the activity in that post was phenomenal so i think you know that there is like i said i think the you know there's a sufficient baseline a sufficient substrate of pizza geeks that would be very kind of receptive for that kind of so content what i found and this goes directly to the culture and everything that we should be talking about um i think people are attracted to you know styles and who's got the best pizzeria and what's good here and what's not good in naples new york chicago whatever that they get that they love and i think there's also a substantial and increasing home baker community that wants mm. to learn you know all the technical stuff and they love that because they want to be on their own with their style okay that's great too i think it's then a very big gap between those two things and the next or the you know or the fourth thing or the fifth thing where history and the surrounding culture becomes prominent i think i think there's a gap there and uh, I think you can have an Instagram account and maybe a little bit of Facebook or something like that. But beyond that, I don't think there's a huge passion. I, I think that's my responsibility to um, get the context right and to sort of shape how they view things. But I think it's a, I think it's a tall order. I don't think it's an easy thing that I can just say, this happened in America and people are really going to care about it. I don't think they really care about that unless you really get the context of the story, right? Where I, so that's why yeah. I come back to, I think the way the story is told is hugely important, probably even hmm. more important than the underlying facts, which is a surprise yeah. to me, but it probably shouldn't be. Fair point. Fair point. Um, I mean, you um, know, ultimately you, 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 I guess you're just kind of looking to walk and chew gum at the same time in that you have the historical facts that you're wanting to hit, but you also inject enough of the human element that it kind of carries over. But yeah, um, I'm sorry, just keeping an eye on time, guys. It's it's 5-2. Um, yeah, Tom, so, if I may, if I may, since we are about to, to wrap it up, uh, I believe uh, I, I would love to close this nice conversation and oh, get ahead, back man. to the topic of pizza and poetry reading that piece, nice piece of poetry that is hanging on the wall of L'Antica Pizzeria da Michele in Naples, which is uh, such a nice way to basically make a dissing on all the other pizzas and make a big celebration of Margherita. 
over the margherita pizza, which, by the way, you know, because Antica Pizzeria Michele only said margherita and marinara. Of course, I'm going to read it in Neapolitan. I'm, I won't be able to translate it on the spot, but I'll do my best to put my passion into it. So the name is uh, A Margherita. A quando sto benessere, a gente pensa a spendere, e mo più povero o siente con mannà. Voglio una pizza a vongole, chiene funghette e cozze, con gamberetti e ostriche, io mare sta città. Al centro poi ci voglio nuovo fatta alla cocca, e con liquore stock la vita annaffia. Quando sentono stordine, ci viene canastizza, pensando ma sti pizza, sono papò, più che. Casa rispetta regola, face una vera pizza, quella che è nata a Napoli, quasi cent'anni fa, che sta ricetta antica si chiama Margherita, che quando è fatta arte, può ghinnanza a nure. Perciò non è cercata sti pizza complicata, che fanno male a sacco, che stomaco patì. E che Bravo. sta? <laughs> si trova forte. And translation? Uh, I will send you the word. Pepe will be posting the translation. <laughs> oh, come on, you can't Instagram. say that without the translation. <laughs> you want me to translate you on the spot? Just right a little now? bit. Like, what did you say? Like, understand well, yourself. No. That, 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 was, that was the thing. It's a whole thing about the fact that uh, the, the habits of starting to put a lot of toppings over the pizza, whereas mm. the one most precious thing, and it's the simplicity, which is the margarita, and it's the best pizza you could ever have that satisfies your stomach, makes you happy, it doesn't hurt your wallet, and it can only be served to a king. That's the whole oh, point. I, I, have, I have one last question before uh, we close down. Do they have a copy of that poem in all of their kind of satellite <laughs> stores, or is it just in the original? I believe so, but I'm not sure. I, I, I didn't see it in New York, although I wasn't York, looking yeah. for it. But no, I mean, I mean, I'm, I'm, pretty, I'm pretty sure they have a picture of Julia Roberts hanging in every wall of every pizzeria, mm. but I'm not sure about mm. the poetry. I'll have a look in the one in London if I pass by sometime soon, or the one in New York um, when I'm back. But uh, yeah, hopefully they do because it's it's uh, it's a nice touch. Well, I hope uh, uh, you enjoyed my expression in my my yeah, recital. Yeah, no, dude, that was that was the highlight for me. I, I enjoyed hearing <laughs> you read that. That was beautiful. 